This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. And all of a sudden, a gust like this happened, and it took everything on this side of the street. Our house was there and gone in 15 minutes. People have lost everything. You know, nothing to come back to. Cars, houses, sheds, animals. There's nothing here. So if you were to go about 10 miles west of Columbia, across the Missouri River, you'd land in a little enclave called Woldridge, Missouri, population about 250. And so this is Saturday afternoon, Mizzou game against Vanderbilt. That's unfolding. And late in the day, all of a sudden, everybody here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, our texts start going off. And it's Hannah saying, hey, my fiance, Brandon, who, God bless him, is a volunteer firefighter in the California area, says, hey, there's a big fire, and it ain't in California. It's so big, like, they're calling everybody. They're calling everybody uh, out. This fire burned more than 3,000 acres. Some 23 structures destroyed. This began Saturday afternoon. Cooper County. Uh, and you see some of the, I mean, and this is a small, I mean, we say town. It's got a sign there, post office. There's not much to it. But my goodness, I don't know if you've been able to see some of the video. We've got some stuff. Stephen McBee uh, has sent us some stuff that we have posted on our social media. He's actually got some aerial footage of uh, of what went down. And it's pretty kind of gives you a better idea of what happened. And this is right here in our own little backyard in Houseworth. Uh, the details that we're getting this morning on what potentially started. What What's the latest that we know right now? Well, John Marsh is reporting that... Uh, that, that c- Apparently caused by a combine that started started things. We're uh, talking about him like he's not here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I survived the fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that is, that is, and it's all still under investigation. But, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is it, it appeared it's possible there was even more than one. I mean, it just, it happened very, very quickly. Um, it, again, uh, different reports. Uh, the Cooper County Fire District is, is going with 3,000 to 3,500, as John has reported. Some indications are 4,000. Um, the Big Muddy, which is a very popular wildlife refuge, has been impacted as well. But um, it, it's just, it was, a, it was a very scary thing. They actually had to close I-70. I talked to, and John and I both uh, communicated with State Representative Tim Taylor over the weekend, who's spent 22 years as a firefighter here in Columbia. He said they shut down I-70 between the 87 exit and the Wooldridge exit, which is just, it, the, the visibility was zero. You couldn't see. So that was all uh, part of that. And the one thing I also should point out, uh, because people are devastated, some have lost their homes, it's terrible. I did talk yesterday to Senate Majority Leader Caleb Brown, and people forget that is his senatorial district, and he is standing right now ready to help them in any way. I've also been in touch with the governor's office to check to see if the governor, uh, if there's anything new from their angle, and there's not at this time. It's still very preliminary, but this is just a horrible, horrible situation. Thankfully, no one was killed, but I've never seen a statewide statewide fire response. I don't know if John has. I've not seen it in my, my time covering news. I've not. I remember back, gosh, Brian, it's been a while, but when they had the bad, bad natural cover fires that went on for weeks, especially in the lake area, a number of years ago that they called out departments from all over the state to help with that. But, yeah, like you said, it's been a long, long time. And Tim Taylor, like you said, we're going to hear from him about 810 this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. That's great. Former Columbia firefighter and state rep. So he was right in the thick of it. Yes. So it's just devastating for such a small town. Are they telling us, you know, if we're concerned, is there anything we can do to help? 
the American Red Cross is helping right now, but I don't have a whole lot of... I, I've been in touch mainly with the fire departments. That's a village. Stephanie, you bring up a great point. And maybe when we talk to Tim Taylor, we can get a better answer to that because when I was talking to Senator Rowden and the fire departments, it was more about the damage and stuff. But uh, I know a lot of those... Those are a lot of older people that live in that area, and I'm assuming some do or don't have insurance, but that's a great point. Hope Because that is Tim Taylor's district as well. But there's, I'm sure maybe some of the churches, but we'll try to get some of that information from the representative when he's on. I know the Red Cross been doing stuff. You can always log on to redcross.org. You can also call their number. It's 800-RED-CROSS, 800-RED-CROSS. Mm-hmm. Let them know specifically you're wanting to help folks here at the victims of this Wooldridge fire. You can also text the word Red Cross to the number 90999 to make a $10 donation. That's an easy way of, uh, of doing it. Uh, Tim Kennedy, a firefighter with the Cole County Fire Protection District, telling the Missourian, he says, this is the biggest mutual aid effort I've seen and been involved in mutual aid means they bring in. Hey, if you're available, can you come in and help us, please? They had firefighters from Jefferson County. That's south yes. of St. Louis. I mean, they were coming from far and wide using water. They were having to go and get water from swimming pools. Again, it's a town of, I think, roughly 250 people. Not a whole lot of services there. They were yeah. having to get water from swimming pools using bulldozers and water tankers. And MFA, which is in Boonville, uh, Brandon, MFA has that facility in Boonville, and Pilot Grove, the co-op, they provided water tankers. The Missouri Department of Conservation also helped, and there also were uh, Union Pacific. There were fires on the, and this is something else we need to find out from Representative Taylor. It sounds to me from the press conference that uh, that some of the right-of-way for the railroad actually caught on fire. If it didn't, it came very close. So I think there may be some damage to the railroad tracks, uh, and we'll get we'll get that information on him. But, no, I've never seen anything like that. Um, and, of course, I was down on the Mizzou and other broadcasts, so I really, I was kind of seeing this from afar. Of course, I worked on it all day yesterday, but just horrible, and I, I, I wasn't aware. I, I just have never seen a fire of that magnitude Um to the point where the interstate itself was shut down. And yeah, was that was just pretty un- darn unusual chaos. for that to happen. Thankfully, no one got killed because the visibility was zero. Well, and I am just shocked and so thankful that nobody did get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only one reported injury between first responders and residents of Wooldridge, and it was considered non-life-threatening at last report. And I just think that that's honestly a miracle. If you've seen the pictures, this town just looks decimated. Yes. And the fact that nobody lost their life is incredible. I agree with that. And Hannah did a fabulous job putting some of the photo albums together. I've taken some of those photos, and I've taken. She, Hannah's done a great job putting those on 93.9 The Eagle Facebook. I've also taken a lot of those photos and put them up on 93.9theeagle.com, some more on Facebook. And uh, there was a listener that reached out to Hannah named Stephen McBee from, I believe, Hannah, my McBee. It's my studio McBee or something, or my studio B. Those uh, he had a drone, and the photos were incredible of the damage there. So, yes. the, uh, really, really powerful photos in in speak volumes about uh, what happened. And there's uh, he's got some great drone footage. I don't yes. know if we've got that posted. That's really cool. Stephen McBee, by the way, the guy who's taking those photos, he was the one a couple of weeks ago. Somebody brought into the uh, he did a, like a laser wood etching. Wow! Like the dude etched a, a mullet. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Laser. He's got pictures of uh, some members here, uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 
uh, pictures of uh, me and Steph, and this is wood etching. That's awesome. It's Stephen McBee, same guy. That's tremendous. I, I mean, the, the, yeah, those, the those are great drone drone shots and drone video as well. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't have the video up. I don't. I honestly don't know how to get that up on the website. <laughs> <laughs> but I got yeah, somebody oh, else. Will, somebody, don't feel bad, buddy. Somebody else will have to figure. That. I, I actually played with it a little bit yesterday. And the video, by the way, is incredible. But the photos are they're powerful. But God, it's it's uh, it's so sad. It really is. Uh, State Representative Tim Taylor. He's joining us. Coming up eight ten this morning here on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Welcome to the show. I'm Brandon Rather, Stephanie Bell, Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, producer Hannah joining us. You can be here too. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight seven four ninety three ninety. We are fifteen days away from the election. Do you feel? I guess like on Mondays I come in. And listen, I don't spend every waking moment going, how can we get Joe Biden? I do spend a lot of my waking time. How can we change this current mindset that's in Washington, D.C., and specifically Boone County and on the Columbia City Council? And you must have upset Trudy Bush Valentine because she won't return your contacts, huh? So, by the way, so... Are we really that upset about that, though? (laughs) Hannah, I had to take your role at the parade because Brandon wanted to say something, and I, um, I... moderated his comments. She, did you give him the look? I did. She Well, I asked first, which that's a good step. Uh, yeah, but what's my golden rule? Uh, if you have to ask. It's the answer's prob- probably no. <laughs> probably no. But any, so Stephanie and I, by the way, thank you for everybody coming up saying hi. We had two young ladies sing one of our former theme songs here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Cute little uh, young girls. Uh, they were like seven and five, and they sang an old show jingle. We'll do that at 710. It was a great blast from the past. But anyhow, Trudy, so we've reached out to Trudy Bush uh, Valentine's campaign. I think I've reached out three times saying, hey, we'd like to have you come on and we don't you know we don't we don't suck or punch you we know probably where we stand on things but we do want to have you on we won't even make fun of your theme song while you're on we'll wait until you're off the air with us heck i think she owes it to us we helped to make her rich that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right we supported the uh, anheuser-busch industry for a long time <laughs> and so they're coming by and and if you don't want to come on the show it i always think at least send hey no not at this time. That's what I think. But some people, I guess, don't have enough time. So here comes the Trudy Bush Valentine uh, camper bus. And I turned to Stephanie and I said, hey, Stephanie, here's an idea. Yeah. How about I say over the mic, <laughs> hey, we've emailed you <laughs> and you times. haven't emailed us back. What's up? And we've I said, l- please don't say that. Yeah. So Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> was she even there or was it just oh, she was one there. of her buses? No, oh, she, she, was, she was walking. Uh, a bud in one hand and a natty in the other, right? No, she had, you know those baseball helmets you can get with a beer on each side and has the big straw <laughs> <She on>. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she had a pretty decent-sized crew with her, honestly. Um, you know, I forget, you know, being in, I go to a lot of parades in Jeff City. There were, there were quite a few Democrats walking, but I think the Republicans might have beat them as far as turnout. There was, they, we had our little Republican caravan, and then a little while later, the Democrat caravan. But it was a good turnout from both sides. But so Brandon ended up saying, hey, Trudy Bush Valentine, <laughs> you have an open invitation. Anytime you'd like to come on Wake Up Columbia, we'd love to have you. Which Just was had the, to say something. The moderated comment. I ran it through the Stephanie Phillips. So otherwise... Hey, Trudy, we've reached out to your kid. Because remember, there's, what, 40,000 people at this parade, according to stats from Brian Hounsworth, 40,000 people. And I'm thinking, hey, Trudy Bush, we've reached out, and we'd love to have you on the show, man. Don't. But that filtered into just, 
Hey, Trudy, you have, you, you're you welcome to come on the show at any time. And much more polite. You just can't help yourself, can you? Uh, and I wish I could sometimes because I regret a lot of times when I start going full born to some of this stuff. Especially with Josh Holly, I do sometimes get mad about that, and I shouldn't. And I regret when I do that, and I apologize if you uh, get offended. But we do get, love Josh Holly's political acumen, what he stands for. Uh, and I usually end up regretting whenever I talk about how he won't come on the show. I get mad, and then I see Ray Bozarth from his office, like, get the big thing for the airport last week. I'm like, hey, Ray, it's Frank. Good to see you. All right, coming up, we are going to be doing the Daily DC Rundown. Biden did not disappoint this week. I always feel like we come back on Mondays, and it's like, okay, even if I'm checked out of news for the weekend, I come back every Monday. Marsha, you like this stuff? You two like, okay. Oh, never. You want to open up the gift? Okay, what did Joe do this weekend? Ooh. <laughs> he didn't disappoint. We might do that coming up 635. Also, your daily DC rundown. We're doing that five minutes from now. What do you have, Steph? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Take control of Congress. How are you going to protect women? Veto anything they do. Veto anything they do. Go ahead. Make my day. Joe Biden in his inner... Uh, Clint Eastwood there. Veto anything they do. You getting that Clint Eastwood vibe, Marsh? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting that Magoo? <laughs> the Magoo vibe? That would be a little big. Yeah, yeah. Somehow I don't see the president channeling Clint Eastwood, but I guess it's possible. Uh, Joe Biden, softball interview, MSNBC over the weekend, and he... he he delivered. And it seriously is. I'm not kidding. Every time we come in on Monday, because I pay attention to the news over the weekend, but usually I try to check out. I try to check out. You usually succeed, right? I, I've been on a winning streak recently. That's good, though. I'm not uh, yeah, no, dogging you for that at all. No, uh, I, I need to because I get into And I think we all, you know, we need to do that. We need. You know who I'm really worried about taking care of themselves? Yeah, this one over here. Stephanie Bell. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's a thing. We are worried about you, Steph. Okay. I mean, it's not an... Oh, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) She says, while she's looking through legal documents on her smartphone right now, and being a part of Wake Up Mid-Missouri here on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Mr. Marsh is here. What was the highlight of your weekend? The highlight? Well, I don't know. Uh... Mizzou game was pretty good. Saw him beat Vandy as we were busily kind of covering the fire and social media side, thanks to Hannah. Yeah, that was a crazy, uh, crazy time. Producer Hannah, what was the highlight of your weekend? I got to go on a little staycation with some of the fiancé's family and just kind of, even though we were 20 minutes from our house, get away from our house for a couple of days. It was kind of nice. It is nice to get out of your own house, even if it's only 20 minutes away, just out of your own space, in somebody else's space. I appreciate that. Brian Hosworth is here. My name is Brandon Rather. Um, so uh, Biden, by the way, he wasn't done. So here's his, I'll veto anything they uh, they do. He had, again, one of those moments. Like, if, you, if you're watching this stuff and hearing what he's saying in interviews, uh, one of the things we're going to hear from him next, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody who ingests too many narcotic pain meds. When they do that, they doze off. They can be sitting and talking to you, and they will just, and if you've ever seen it, you know what I'm talking about. They will, they'll, they'll nod off without falling asleep, like their eyes close. That's what Joe Biden is. Maybe he's not old. Maybe he's not losing his mind. Maybe he's not losing his political acumen. 
Maybe he's just eating a bunch of pain meds. Because that's what this guy is doing. He's like zoning out. He was asked about running for re-election. He turns 80 years old next month. And the White House, by the way, you know what they're saying for his birthday party? Yeah, let's don't. <laughs> let's, let's not hype this thing, man. It's not really a positive for us right I'm now. I'm surprised they're not launching an 80 is the new 50 campaign. <laughs> Biden apparently said it's totally legitimate for voters to question whether someone his age can manage the... You know, the the requirements of the presidency, which is an admission. I don't know that he's really gone there before. Yeah, he's uh, maybe softening up, getting ready for Kamala <laughs> to take over. Well, and the other thing I wonder, people keep talking about Biden. And it's not just Biden's age. He could be 80, and if he were sharp, it, probably we wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, we've all met 80-year-olds who yeah. are just on it. Uh, now, Trump, uh, if he were to uh, run for president in 2024, he's going to be pushing 80. So I wonder we say, well, Biden's too old to be president, too old to be president. I wonder if we should back off and say, no, Biden's just too stupid to be president. Because Trump, if people, if you're leaning Biden or Trump, if you go on Trump, Trump is almost as old as Joe Biden. But the difference is he's got most of his faculties about him and he wants to do good things for America. He doesn't want to let in a whole bunch of illegal immigrants and then lie. Oh, the border... Uh, the border is uh, uh, secure. So Joe Biden, he never fails to disappoint. On Mondays, it's like coming in and grabbing a present from underneath the Christmas tree. And Okay, let's see. You open it up. What did Joe Biden say today? And I do have that coming up because he was uh, asked again on the same theme of, you know, you're going to run for re-election. You still fit and able. But then meanwhile, after, I guess, in effect, a couple of court victories last week, Amy Coney Barrett, SCOTUS, uh, SCOTUS said, yeah, we're not going to hear this particular case as it relates to student debt relief. And then another ruling from a judge in St. Louis saying the six states, including Eric Schmidt, our attorney general, getting Missouri involved in this. And I think the reasoning there was... Uh, no standing. Meanwhile, federal appeals court Friday. So this was after we had the other two rulings that went down on Thursday. Friday evening, we're all off getting our weekend going very quietly. Uh, federal appeals court uh, said, yeah, let's hold up on this for uh, a few minutes. Now, they're not saying it's no good. Just basically a stay is just kind of like. It's the Eighth Circuit, which actually covers Missouri, so really important. And yeah, the um, they actually did dismiss the underlying suit for lack of standing, um, but the Eighth Circuit said, "Hey, we're going to temporarily halt the program until we have time to decide the case on the merits." So it doesn't really say much about you know how they will ultimately rule. And we are expecting it's a temporary stay, so they are saying we could get news about. Um, this stay in the program as early as early this week. So we should know something fairly quickly. But again, you know, sometimes it's a remedy issue. Um, and so imagine that they put 10,000, you know, imagine Hannah applies and she gets the 10,000 bucks, you know, next week. And then two months from now, they decide the court case and say, yeah, you know what? That really wasn't, you know, authorized or, or whatever. Uh, they're not going to get back. that. Yeah, you're not going to get that ten thousand bucks back. And so what the court's saying is, yeah, maybe we should press pause here, um, figure out what we think about the merits because it, it is a remedy problem. You know, once you give that money out, it's, it's not coming back. So um, interesting, I think, and I'm very pleased about that. Um, I guess the Biden administration. <laughs> Man, we had some crank. Did you see some of these texts Friday, Marsh? We were getting some cranky hate mail. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I get it wound up. Anytime I mention that, you know, it'll be kind of nice to have some of my student loan debt go away. How dare you? Yeah, Yeah, I get eviscerated on the texter. Man. Yeah. I worry for people in your situation knowing 
stereotyping Gen Z in that many of them have probably already started spending in their mind or on <laughs> Amazon or on those weird payment plan things, uh, that 10,000 bucks. Um, and uh, yeah, it's now in question. Um, but I guess they are saying you can still apply, um, fill out the application, that nothing stops them from doing that. And I don't think you were actually supposed to get the money until what, after the first of the year, maybe? Something so, like that. Yeah. I I don't know if I've specifically seen a timeline, but the application kind of made it clear that it would be a little bit. Right. The administration encouraging borrowers to uh, get this filled out by November 15th in hopes of it being processed before a pause on student loan payments ends at the very end of the year. So they want you to have happy holidays. It'll be after November the 8th, 15 days from now. <laughs> 15 days. Do so, you know, okay, Yeah. I am going to be so sad <laughs> if this doesn't end up happening. Because you already spent it? Not necessarily, mm -hmm. but, you know, my fiance and I want to buy a home in the next two-ish years, and, you know, eliminating my student loan debt would be a huge help in that endeavor, and we are kind of looking forward to that. Uh, quick, uh, quick side note. Uh, there is still fire visible from I-70. This from Matt. He says, and there are some crews there, I'm assuming, from the Wooldridge fire that we've been talking about. Brian Howlsworth, John Marsh, going to have more on this coming up at 7 o'clock. Probably still working some of the hot spots from it. Yeah, some of those hot spots. You get out in those dry grasses and that stuff can, man, it'll burn like an ember and then it can reignite. Uh, so be careful in that area. And coming up, 7, 10 details on how you can... On how you can help. You want to do something to help victims. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a home fire. My dad, she get my dad to tell a story next time he's here, if he ever does come back here. Uh, he, uh, Whoa. We, <laughs> we upset him that much, did we? <laughs> yeah, did he not leave on great terms last time? No, he left on fine terms. It's just me. I don't, I love, love hanging out with my dad, but I get nervous when he's in here. And I don't like the way I feel. I feel like all uptight and stuff. And I feel like I'm not doing a natural show. Because it's my dad. Like the rest of us kind of feel a kindred spirit when he's in here. <laughs> I like asking him all the questions because he gives honest answers about you. Next time we'll have to ask about the time in Rantoul, Illinois, when my mom was stationed at Rantoul Air Force Base. We had a, a house that burnt down. Uh, as, a, as a little kid and we lost everything and what little we did cling on to, what little we did have the way of clothes and toiletries reached a smoke, but you couldn't you couldn't do anything. That's what we uh, we had to deal with. So certainly feel your loss. Okay, Joe Biden over the weekend uh, on the theme, he's being interviewed MSNBC. Jonathan Capehart is the name of the guy interviewing him and again, they're on this, you know, age and running for re-election and I want to tell you before we highlight this uh, nothing here is edited. I didn't fix any of this. This is completely as it were. Attention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh. So he's asking, Mrs. Biden is for it. Dr. Dr. Biden is cool with this. <laughs> Dr. Biden, he's like, who's Dr. Biden? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Craig, I'm not a doctor. Am I oh, a doctor? Oh. <laughs> So you hear there's the long pause, and then you hear the interview going, whoa, uh, Mr. President, because it looks like the dude is about to nod off. That's why I go back to maybe maybe he's not losing his mind. Maybe he's on the pain meds, because if you've ever been around somebody who's eaten too many pain meds, they doze off. They're vacant. They're, they're not present. That's what he's doing. But you hear even the interviewer going like, 
Whoa, you you gonna stay with me here, Joe? Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that uh, my wife thinks that uh, that I uh, that that we're that we're doing something very important, and that I shouldn't walk away from it. I I think I'm still amazed that they're letting this guy go on TV. That they put him out there. Yeah, go go give an interview and be open and honest. And more often than not, it's, this stuff is coming back uh, to hurt him. Coming up just a few minutes from now, here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, Pelosi, by the way, asked by the same guy, uh, Nancy Pelosi, was being interviewed over the weekend. Same guy who actually happened to interview Joe Biden, Pelosi asking the story that Stephanie Bell brought us in the Daily DC Rundown, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Donald Trump being invited to testify before the J6 committee. Donald Trump, do you think he'll actually appear for the deposition? And what does it say to the American people if he doesn't? Do you think he would actually appear? Do you think he'll do it? How did she answer that question? We're going to cover that five minutes now here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 105. Actually appear for the deposition. And what does it say to the American people if he doesn't? This Nancy Pelosi being asked by this guy on MSNBC. Say, hey, listen, do you think Trump will come on TV, testify before the January 6th committee? How did Pelosi answer the question? I said, you asked me if I thought he was going to show up. And I said, I don't think he's man enough to show up. I don't think he's man enough to show up. That's a challenge. She's daring him. She didn't really think that about him. She's daring him because that's what you do to a dude, man. Right away, you question his masculinity. That You want a dude to do something? Question his masculinity. And that's what Nancy Pelosi is doing there, questioning his masculinity. Uh, and I think it would be great. Here's the thing. If everything you are saying, then go testify. If everything you've been saying is true. Go testify. Because that's been the biggest complaint from me included. Like this whole thing, anybody that fell for what happened in these J6 hearings, remember, this was put together by a television producer. It was all the sizzle, man, and no real substance. It was all sizzle. And we know this being what we do here. We know about sizzle. Uh, There was nothing there. And we kept saying it'd be great if if Trump or anybody from the Trump camp, because this is not a trial. It's just here's all the bad stuff Trump did. And we still wet the bed at night about it. Uh, would love to see what Trump and his team. I don't think it's going to happen. You don't think Trump's going to go live prime time? With I wish. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Can you? And by the way, and the guy who's putting together all these J6 series, remember, he's a television producer. It shows you they weren't about getting to the truth. These people like uh, Cheney and Kinzinger, they didn't want the truth. They wanted to put on a show. You don't hire an executive television producer to produce your J6 hearings if you really want to get to the truth. But it was all this... All this sizzle, all this Hollywood stuff to make it look like Trump made those, which nobody, they never, even without having somebody to rebut anything they were saying, they still never proved Trump was responsible for making those people go and do stuff. Never happened. They never showed that. Never proved I haven't it. seen it. Nope. Haven't How seen many, it. what number committee hearing are we on? Like eight <laughs> or nine? They've gotten a lot of chances. And maybe a surprise one, like November the 7th, you know, to drop all the big stuff. Marsh, do you see any scenario in which Trump would actually go and testify before the J6 committee? You know, I, I kind of wonder that he might because he had so much fun, so much fun on TV when Joe Biden had to tell him to shut up, man. This is unpresidential. So maybe, maybe he'd do it for the 
for the entertainment value. Yeah, maybe, you know, he's he's looking for a venue. I know he did a rally this week, and I, I want to say it was Texas. I'm very unlikely wrong. Uh, but maybe he wants, because, you know, if you are any kind of artist, whether it's performing or you paint or whatever, if you don't have a venue to ply your trade, you get to Jonesin. John, you know, you've done this for 30 years. What if one day we said, hey, we don't have a radio station for you anymore to ply your trade? You'd be jonesing. Be on, be on the web. Yeah. <laughs> do, what, what would you do all day? Trump, maybe he's, he's missing it. But then I would say, too, listen, if everything, that you're, if everything you've been saying is true, then go on the TV and say that before the committee. Uh, prove what you're saying is true. I doubt that that would happen, but I think it would be a neat opportunity to uh to do that coming up a little bit later so we're going to get you updated this uh fire in wooldridge cannot um man this was just incredible they had firefighters from all across the state i think 30 different departments on this fire that started going down right in the midst kind of really of the homecoming game saturday between mizzou and vanderbilt uh ways that you can help coming up at 7 10 then the latest from john and brian too uh also coming up at 8 10 state representative tim taylor he is going to be joining us he happens to be reps that uh, area, but also happen to be a longtime um, firefighter. Did you guys see this over uh, several days ago? Howell County, Missouri, which is in a different part of the state. I think it's northwest. I might be wrong. Uh, but anyway, Howell, Howell, uh, Howell County, Friday morning, early Friday morning, about 8 o'clock, a lot of folks going to work, cruising down, uh, cruising down a highway. He got clocked. He was in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. <laughs> 